please be aware that the comments, views, opinions shared on this podcast are not meant to diagnose a medical problem and or legal problem. If you do have a medical problem or legal problem, kindly contact a professional. Welcome to An Apple A Day, a podcast, a resource, a community. Share your experiences and learn from others as we overcome barriers and learn to live a happy, healthy life with a disability. Welcome to the community. Here's your host, Jimmy Apple. Welcome to another episode of An Apple A Day. I'm your host, Jimmy Apple. How you feeling today, my friends? You feeling good? You feeling strong? You feeling better than you did last week? Good, I'm glad. Hey, I want to remind you right off the top, An Apple A Day is brought to you by www.famousapple.com. Famousapple.com is the homepage for this podcast. And over there, I'll tell you what, you're going to find some advertisers that have some super deals for dad for Father's Day that you're not going to want to miss. So if you get a chance, go over there, check them out. It's www.famousapple.com. We're going to start going in a new direction with the podcast here where we're going to start bringing our listeners on. We're going to start taking phone calls. That's right. We're going to make you part of the podcast. The way we're going to do it, I need you to contact me by email. Give me your contact information, and I'm going to make you part of the podcast. We could do it we'll Do it right by phone. Do it. You can do it right from the comfort of your own home. You can tell your experiences. Your experiences can help other people. You know, things that you've been through, you know, the way that you've worked through it, that can give other people ideas to, to help them. You know, remember how hard it was in the beginning for you. Well, your ways of doing things might be able to help somebody else get through things a little bit easier. And it also helps when other people hear other stories and they know they're not alone. So I'll make you a co-host on the podcast here. And like I said, you can do it right from the comfort of your own home. You can do it for five minutes or you can stay for the entire podcast. I like the company. So email me at jimmy at famousapple.com or admin at famousapple.com and we can set it up. I'll get you set up for next week. Send me an email today. So how are you feeling, my friends? Are you, are you doing everything the doctor's telling you to do? Are you taking your medication the way you're supposed to be taking it? Are you keeping your doctor's appointments? I want to remind you, read your medication bottles. You know, especially with this warm, warm weather, there's certain medications that you shouldn't be in direct sunlight. You should be wearing a hat when you go out. Or you, shouldn't, you should limit your time in direct sunlight. Because the sunlight and the medication, they just don't mix. You know, you got to be careful. You got you to gotta really be proactive with this. Especially a lot of the diabetic medications and the heart medications. The sunlight and the medications just don't mix. You got you to just read those bottles. Read them and make sure you heed the warnings on them. And please, whatever you do, you're going out in this warm weather, stay hydrated. Bring a bottle of water with you wherever you're going. Stay hydrated. The other thing, too, is please make sure you keep your physical therapy appointments. It's very important. Very, very important. So, boy, do we have a good one today. Yeah, I read those letters last week, the emails, and I got an, I got an answer to one of them. And it's probably, probably, if I was to print it out, it would be three or four pages long. A very nice lady. She was a very nice lady, but she ripped me a new one. And, 
in so many words. I I guess she reads the dictionary in the bathroom or something or whatever. But she ripped me a new one, and she definitely doesn't agree with me, and that's fine. That's fine. As a matter of fact, I offered to have her come on the podcast, but she didn't get back to me in time. So I'm gonna not. I'm not gonna read the whole email to you because it's kind of boring to be honest with you i'll give you the gist of it but it's yeah everyone's entitled to their opinion and don't think for one second that i get upset because she she seems to think that i was going to get upset by her by her opinion i don't get upset everybody has an opinion an opinion is like an asshole everybody has an asshole and everybody has an opinion right so but i just thought it was interesting and personally i think her i think her opinion is twisted and wrong but she's entitled to it and this other, yeah, I did the I did the podcast early this week. I did it Monday night, and I I had it posted on Tuesday. On Tuesday, though, I had gone to my neurosurgeon. He's the fellow that did the amputation on my leg, and I go back every six months, yeah, you know, just for a check, and they do a Doppler. And anyway, I I was in the uh, I was in the waiting room, and I I was just watching the other people that are there, and then. Everyone there is more or less in a similar position. Either they're an amputee or they've had uh, carotid artery surgery or they've had heart surgery or something. Something to do with the, with the vascular system. But I was watching adults, not acting like adults. And we're going to talk about that too. We'll, we'll talk about that in a couple of minutes. But I just, I don't know. I, I observe people when I go out and I just watch them. And it's not like, these are people that aren't disabled. These are disabled people. I'll, I'll tell you in a few minutes. But, yeah, we're going to go over that and a couple of other things as we go through. But let's, let's get started here. Let's just jump right in, I guess. Acceptance. Anyone that's become disabled knows that the word acceptance is a gigantic word in our lives. When we first become disabled, we have a hard time accepting ourselves. We, we know something's changed about us, and we have a hard time accepting that change. And it takes us, it takes us a long, long time before we even begin to accept it. I know in my case, I had my leg amputated. I didn't go out of my house. Nowhere. I didn't go to the store. I didn't go to a restaurant. I, I went nowhere. I went for a ride in the car with my wife. That was it. She wanted to go shopping. I would ride with her to the store, but I would not get out of the car. I wouldn't get into a wheelchair because I couldn't accept the fact that I was in a wheelchair and I didn't want anyone else to see me because I was afraid of what they were going to do. I was afraid of the way they were going to look at me. I was afraid of the way of the things they might say. I just didn't accept it myself, and I couldn't expect anyone else to accept it. And it took me a long time. Like I said, it was more than a year, actually. It was probably about a year and a half before I actually went into a store. And the first store I ever went into with as an amputee was Walmart. I went into Walmart on one of those go-karts. I figured I went in at 1 o'clock in the morning with her with my wife, and I figured there wouldn't be that many people around, and I still felt self-conscious. But as time went on, now I go out, we, we go out to dinner, we go out a lot of places, and I still feel self-conscious from time to time. But 
you know, it's, I'm, I'm learning. But one place I never felt self-conscious was at the doctor's office because I felt other people there were in the same boat I was, right? You figure birds of a feather and all that nonsense. Well, let me tell you, I was at the, the neurosurgeon's office and there was other people in there in wheelchairs and I'm just watching. And, you know, after you're going there for a while, you get to know people too. And you know, people, not that you're on a first name basis or anything with them, but enough to say, hi, how are you? And go about your business, sit down, sit over in the corner, read a book or whatever while you're waiting. And I'm just watching these guys, you know, men, women. And this is older fella and he's in there and when you first get an, a, an amputation you have to wear a shrinker and it's a white elastic sock I guess you'd want to call it that goes over the amputation and it's to keep the muscles tight and you can't really wash anything especially right after the amputation so it does tend to get a little bit grungy looking you know, you, you change them as often as you can, but it does tend to get a little grungy looking because they're white. They're, they're bright white. But you could tell that this person was, it was a fresh thing for them. This was new. And I'm listening to these people and they're in wheelchairs also with amputations. That's the part that bothered me. And they had these Irishman's whispers, you know, the things that you get, they're whispering, but you can hear them a block away. And they're more or less belittling this guy because the shrinker is a little bit I won't say dirty but a little a little dingy maybe that's a a good word for it like it wasn't dirty like there wasn't grease stains or anything like that on it just a little dingy and you would think that these people would know more than to say something like that about someone who just had this done you could tell that he just had it done because it was still packed. It was still wrapped. And he had the shrinker over the, pa over, the, over the bandages. And it's a hard enough time for someone. But to have to hear someone else saying it. And what makes it worse, it's someone else that's in the same position that you're sitting in right now saying it about you. That's, that's horrible. That's absolutely horrible. And you would think that people that are in that boat, in that same position, would accept you and maybe maybe befriend you, talk to you. I'm, I'm listening to these people, and I, I have a short fuse. I really have a short fuse when it comes to something like that. And my wife knows it, and she could see that I'm, I'm starting to boil over. And I just start moving over to where the fellow was. And I said to him, I said, hey, I said, you just had that done, huh? And he was, yeah. And you could tell when, when you first have it done, it, it affects you. It affects your, your, whole, your whole being. I mean, think about it. You had a piece of your body removed, removed. It's not like you had a, a gallbladder taken out. You had a physical piece of your body removed. And it's going to stop you now from walking. Or, or slow you down from walking. Hopefully it won't stop you. But And you could you could tell by the way the person talks. And they, they kind of look away from you. Or they look down or they look. It just affects them the whole way. And you have to, they have to be able to accept themselves. But, you know, it helps when they see that others accept them. And these morons on the other side that are like little schoolgirls talking about his dingy shrinker. Oh, that did, that just killed me. That ate me up inside. It's like, did anyone do something like that to you when, when it was you? That kills me. That kills me. That, that's, that's childish. 
You know, and you have to learn to accept yourself. And this person, too, he's going to have to learn to accept himself. And, you know, we started talking a little bit while we were waiting. And little by little, he came out of his shell a little bit. But it's going to take a long time for him to, I don't know what how you'd say, get back his... his uh, gumption i guess is a good word it get back his gumption to be able to handle other people right now he's in that 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 cocoon part where he's wrapped up in himself and he really doesn't want to be out in public and this is something that every amputee goes through and that's why it surprised me when these others these others were doing this talking like this instead of helping him you know giving him some i don't know encouragement instead they were nitpicking not not at him directly, but about him, and within earshot, which just I wanted to take them i wanted to I wanted to punch them in the throat honestly that how do you how do you have that little regard for someone that's sitting there? Do you feel that superior? Does that make you feel like you're you're cool? you've been through this, so you feel like you're able to talk about them like this that's nonsense. That's nonsense. And when he went into the when he went into the room, because he got called in before I did, and I went back over. My wife, my wife asked me, says, "Is he all right?" And I said, "You could tell. You could tell it's new. It's fresh still for him." And I just looked at these people, and they looked at me like I don't know, like they wanted to say something to me, I guess. And hey, say what you want, because I I'm not the type that's going to sit there and shy away. But I'm not going to start an argument in a doctor's office either. But I just wanted to show them, you know, other people are accepting of other people. And I think that disabled people, above all, should be accepting of disabled people. That just, oh, that irritated me to no end. To no end. Of all people, of all people who should be accepting of disabled people, it should be another disabled person. People, you know, people who aren't disabled, you, not that you understand it. I mean, I've had, I've had incidents, again, and maybe I noticed it more in the beginning. But when I'm out, especially with younger kids, people with kids, the kids stare, you know, and I guess you expect it from kids. They stare because, oh, you're looking at a guy with one leg. That's kind of scary for a kid because they don't know what, what it's all about. But when the adults stare, that's just, I don't know, that just low class, I think. I think that's just low class. But someone that's disabled, they should be able to look past it and just go over and maybe shake the person's hand or ask them how they're doing. That's my feeling about it. I don't know. I tell you know, if you see someone else that's disabled, give them a nod. Say hello. Or just don't say anything. But don't make them feel worse. And just one more quick thing. You know, you want people to accept you. You have to be able to accept yourself. How can someone else accept you if you don't accept you? Remember that. All right, let's move on here. On this podcast, we've spoke about these stupid laws about legalizing pot and weed and all that. Just this week, I read how in California, they're they're one step away from legalizing magic mushrooms, that's right, shrooms, and peyote. I, I told you, 
I said it in the beginning, that pot, weed, that was all just going to be a gateway into more drugs. Do you know in Colorado, magic mushrooms and peyote is already legal? That's right. And you know what that's going to do? That's going to create more disabled people. Mark my words. Because now hallucinogenics are are allowed that they go out and have a good time. How many people are going to pop a shroom and get on get behind the wheel of a car? I mean, Jesus. And then what's going to happen? You know, they talk about these these god awful uh, mass shootings. Now you got people taking hallucinogenics. What's going to happen when the when the shootings pick up? I mean, it seems like there's more shootings now than there, than there have been. There seems to be more and more. And you're saying, "Go ahead, take peyote." And then what are you going to do? You're going to blame are you going to blame the NRA for that too? We're on a slippery slope, my friends. A very slippery slope. And some people may think, "Oh yeah, mushrooms, magic mushrooms. Yes, that's great." You know, they're trying to make all plant-based drugs legal. So what's next? Cocaine, because that comes from the coca leaves. So if that's legal, that makes crack legal. And opium, that's going to be legal because that that comes from plant. That's plant-based. We're on a slippery slope. And believe me, I don't I I don't really want to go there. I think this is ridiculous. I think it's a bad idea. I I'd like to hear your your thoughts on this. I think it's a real bad idea, but I'd like to hear your thoughts. Let me know what you think about this legalized pot and now magic mushrooms and peyote. Let me know what you think. I received an email this week from Pam in Greenwich, Connecticut, who says that she does not agree with me and my response to Carol from North Carolina last week about Medicare paying for an abortion. I had said that I don't believe Medicare or any insurance should be paying for an abortion. And Pam took issue with me. She wrote me a rather long email. I'll say she wrote it in a roundabout way that she told me I was cordially invited to go screw myself and call me a male chauvinist in so many words, um, which is fine, which is fine. That's her opinion. But I don't agree with abortion I, unless, of course, the mother's life is at stake or there was a rape. And even then, that's something that the mother has to think about. I personally know of two people that had children as of as a result of a rape, one child is very sickly, and the other one has gone on to do great things academically. But I, I agree that an abortion should be allowed in the case of a rape, if that's what the mother wants, and if the mother's life is in danger. I don't agree with people that use abortion as a form of birth control. You know, if you want to go out and have sex, you have to be able to take care of your responsibilities. And it's your responsibility. If you get pregnant, that baby is your responsibility. To say it's not a baby, if you can hear a heartbeat, that's a human being. That's a heart beating. And to say it's okay to kill it? No. I'm sorry. I don't agree with that. And of course they say, well, it's my body, my choice. 
I agree. And like I said last week, your body, your choice. You have a choice whether or not to have sex. You have a choice whether or not to use a, a prophylactic or birth control. You, you have a choice whether or not your boyfriend is going to use some form of birth control. And you have a choice whether or not to keep the baby or give it up for adoption if you happen to become pregnant. But you don't have a choice to murder a baby. I'm sorry. And then, of course, I'm told that I'm a man and I don't have any, any say in the matter. Well, then let me ask you this, Pam. Suppose, suppose a woman gets pregnant and she decides that she's going to keep the baby. Suppose the man says he doesn't want to keep the baby. But the woman says she's going to keep the baby, and now the man has to pay child support? Can the man say, my wallet, my choice? No, he can't. And I'm saying, no, he can't. And the woman can't say, it's my body, my choice. You gave up that choice when you decided to lay down and play like an adult and have sex. You had a choice not to have sex. You had a choice to abstain from sex. But you chose to to have sex you chose to take on the risk you chose to act like an adult now you have to act like an adult and take on the responsibility that i'm sorry pam i don't agree with you but again you're welcome to your opinion and you you can call me a male chauvinist if you want and don't give me that nonsense either about well then the the man should have a vasectomy well all right, uh, playing that game, then the woman should have her tubes tied. Let's tie the woman's tubes. Why should the man have it? The man's not the one killing the baby, is he? How many times ha- have you heard this story after story after story where the man wants to keep the child, but the woman doesn't? So the woman's choice overrides the man. No, the woman wants to play the game. The woman wants to play like she's an adult, then she has to act like an adult and has to accept the responsibility of being an adult. That's my feeling. That's my opinion. Like I said, you're welcome to yours, and I, I'd like to hear anyone else's opinion on this matter. All right, you can send them to me at jimmy at famousapple.com or admin at famousapple.com. Let's move on here. Our next email comes from Will in Tobihanna, Pennsylvania. That's up in the Poconos. Uh, Will wants to know if there's ever any time that Medicare pays for glasses. As far as I know, they don't pay for glasses, but if you're a diabetic, Medicare will pay for your eye exam with an ophthalmologist. Not an optometrist, but an ophthalmologist. But you can check more on that if you go to medicare.gov. And while you're there, you should sign up for My Medicare at medicare.gov. That's kind of like My Social Security at socialsecurity.gov. That'll keep you updated on all the changes and the benefits and stuff like that. It's good good to have. And it sends you emails on a regular basis telling you any changes or updates the things that you want to know. And it also gives you a way to check and make sure you're covered before you go and have any kind of procedure or checkups or tests done. So go to medicare.gov and check that out. Okay, well, all right, listen, thank you very much for stopping by today. And I want to remind you, become part of the podcast. I want to have you on the podcast with me. So if you'd like to come on and discuss how you became disabled or how you get around or 
anything like that that has to do with the disability, with your disability, I'd like to hear from you. Send me an email at jimmy at famousapple.com or admin at famousapple.com. We'll, we'll get in touch with each other. We'll set up. And I'll have you on the podcast itself. We'll do it by phone. You can do it from the comfort of your own home. And we'll have a nice conversation. You can come on for 5, 10 minutes. Or you can come come on and stay on for the whole length of the podcast. Whatever you want to do, you can be my co-host for that day. Anyhow, thanks again for stopping by. And I want you to remember, no matter what, things can always be worse. Right now, there's somebody, they wish they were in your position. So... Things can always be worse. Okay, my friends, listen, have a great weekend. The weather's going to be nice. And I will talk to you the early part of next week, probably on Tuesday. So have a good time this weekend. Stay safe, stay healthy, and I'll talk to you then. You've been listening to An Apple a Day, and my name is Jimmy Apple. Thanks for listening to An Apple a Day with Jimmy Apple your gateway to a happy, healthy life. Join our community at www.famousapple.com. See you next time.